0: Section 31 of the South American Republics, Volume 1 by Thomas cleland Dawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Piotr Natter. Part 4, Brazil, Chapter 8, The Dutch Conquest. By the end of the 16th century, Holland was practically independent, and the quote, beggars of the sea end quote, were carrying her arms and trade all over the world numerous private companies of dutch merchants made war against spain on their own account and great fortunes were made in the capture of spanish fleets and in trade with spanish and portuguese colonies the dutch east india company within a few years possessed itself of the better part of the portuguese empire in the indian ocean and the west india company was organized to do the same in south america incorporated in 1621 it included various smaller companies already engaged in trade and privateering and was an immense corporation which finally owned more than eight hundred ships and sent to brazil alone more than seventy thousand troops although protected subsidized and conceded a monopoly by the dutch government it always remained essentially a company for private profit the company's primary object was to capture the spanish treasure fleets Its secondary object was to conquer the possession of Spain and Portugal in South America. Brazil furnished the best base for the operations that were intended to make the South Atlantic a Dutch lake. Bahia and Pernambuco were near Europe, had good harbors, lay on the direct route to the Plate and the Pacific, and from them Africa could be conveniently attacked. The sugar trade was a large thing in itself, and the daring Dutch traders believed that the Portuguese colonists might welcome a deliverance from Spanish domination. Spain's power was a rotten shell, and impulse lying deep in the national spirit pushed the Dutch on to aggression. The peoples of Western Europe had finally felt all the stimulating influences of the Renaissance, of the Lutheran and Jesuit Reformations, and of the era of discovery it was the epoch of the thirty years war of the league of avignon and of that confused fighting caused by more vigorous peoples grasping for a share of the spoils of the new world in sixteen twenty three news came of the equipping by the west india company of an expedition whose destination was manifestly to be Bahia. the spanish government took no measures for defence The local authorities half-heartedly began to fortify the city, but there were no troops except militia to mend the works, and when the Dutch fleet hove in sight, a panic ensued. The governor was captured, but many of the inhabitants fled into the back country, and a guerrilla warfare was kept up, which shut up the Dutch inside the fortifications. They made use of their time in improving the defenses, and soon made Bahia the best fortress in South America. The news of the capture created consternation in Lisbon great exertions were made by the portuguese merchants as well as by the Spanish government and the most formidable armament which up to that day had crossed the equator was prepared it was composed of fifty-two ships and of twelve thousand men the latter being mercenaries gathered from every country in europe the dutch commander had not yet been reinforced and made little resistance when such an overwhelming force arrived in Bahia Harbour. He surrendered with the honours of war, and the Spanish fleet retired. In a few weeks another Dutch fleet appeared, bringing provisions and reinforcements. It was too late, however, and the Dutch did not venture to attack an enemy whom they themselves had furnished with such excellent reinforcements. The Dutch, driven from the land, remained undisputed masters of the sea, and the spanish and portuguese could no longer trade except in convoys in sixteen twenty seven the celebrated pietrein the dutch sir francis drake sailed boldly into baya harbour and despising the fire of the forty guns of the forts captured twenty-six ships within pistol-shot of the shore cannon he ran his own ship right in between the two best portuguese men-of-war the fort did not dare to fire for fear of wounding their own men the portuguese flagship was sunk and the rest surrendered in terror among the spoils were three thousand hogsheads of sugar which pietrein sent home at his leisure while he ravaged the shores of the bay the following year he fell in with the mexican treasure fleet and captured it boldly this was the greatest capture ever made at sea The West India Company declared a dividend of 50% after paying the expenses of the unsuccessful Bahia expedition, and resumed its plans of conquest with more vigor than ever. After careful consideration, Pernambuco was selected as a more vulnerable point of attack than Bahia. The fortifications were feeble, and there were numerous Jewish merchants in the city whose friendship could be counted on once more the spanish government did nothing to avert the threatened blow and in february 1630 a dutch fleet of fifty sail with seven thousand men arrived in front of pernambuco three thousand men were landed to the north of the town and easily defeated the militia which tried to prevent their taking the place from the rear the inhabitants fled to the interior and after a creditable resistance the forts fell the property captured was estimated at nearly 10 million dollars. In the meantime, Albuquerque, the Brazilian commander, had retired to a defensible ranch commanding the road between Recife and Olinda, and whence communication could be kept up with the sea by way of Cape St. Augustine. This ranch is celebrated in Brazilian tradition as the "arraial de Bom Jesus. The Brazilians rallied, and from this vantage ground began to harass the Dutch. The promises of commercial, religious, and political tolerance had produced little effect on the more ardent spirits. The Indians remained faithful to the Portuguese, and with the Negroes did good service in the guerrilla warfare. For the first two years the Dutch could accomplish little except to improve the fortifications around the town, and the Brazilians acquired a confidence in their own ability to make head against regular troops which later stood them in good stead. In 1631 a fleet of twenty ships appeared from Spain, but the Dutch admiral sailed boldly out and gave them battle. The net results to the Spaniards were the landing of only a thousand men who, after some difficulty, joined the militia at Bom Jesus. But the seeds of discontent were germinated among the Brazilians. On closer contact the heretics proved to be human. The planters wanted peace and an opportunity to sell their sugar the indians negroes and other adventurous spirits composing the guerilla bands robbed both friend and foe the soldiers were tired of serving without pay a half-breed named calabar a man of remarkable bravery cunning and skill in woodcraft deserted to the dutch and gave them valuable assistance reinforcements came from holland and under calabar's guidance the dutch learned the value of ambuscading and made sudden expeditions which took the important settlements by surprise in sixteen thirty three two special representatives of the company came with instructions to prosecute the war vigorously and to endeavour to conciliate the brazilians the latter's resistance weakened many of albuquerque's volunteers deserted the dutch expeditions up and down the coast were successful the island of Itamarica, Río Grande do Norte, Paraíba, and the settlements in Alagoas were successively reduced. Resistance was soon confined to the country just back of Pernambuco itself, and in 1635 the last posts which held out, Bom Jesus and San Augustine, surrendered. The whole coast from the San Francisco River, north to Cape San Roque, was in the hands of the Dutch. There was nothing for it but submission or emigration many laid down their arms but albuquerque and his faithful lieutenants the negro diaz and the indian Camarrao, reluctantly took their way towards Bahia, the only place of refuge the brazilian historians claim that ten thousand pernambucanos men women and children accompanied albuquerque preferring to leave their homes property and friends rather than accept the foreign and heretic yoke a sweet bit of revenge awaited them on their journey Encountering and overpowering a small Dutch garrison at Porto Calvo, they took its members' prisoners, and among them found the traitor Calabar. Him they hanged, while the Dutchmen were let go unharmed. When Albuquerque reached the San Francisco, he was replaced by a Spaniard, Rojas, who had brought reinforcements of seventy hundred Spanish troops. The new commander gave battle to the Hollanders, but in the first action was utterly defeated and lost his own life for the next two years Pernambuco was ravaged by the most frightful burnings and massacres the spanish mercenaries and the bands of negroes and indians scoured the interior and the dutch retaliated with the same methods the prosperous colony was fast being depopulated and its industries ruined it became manifest that a policy at once vigorous and conciliatory was necessary, and the company determined to send out a governor-general with viceregal powers. The merchants of the Directory chose Count John Morris of nassau siegen a scion of the reigning house and a descendant of William the Silent. A more fortunate selection could not have been made though only thirty-two years old count maurice had already proved himself a brave and skilful soldier he was a man of culture a thorough son of the renaissance a lover of the arts and like most of his house religiously tolerant and liberal to an extent extraordinary for that bitter age he was one of those few spirits in advance of their time to whom catholic and protestant jew and genteel were the same to whose instincts religious and commercial intolerance was repugnant he arrived in sixteen thirty seven and his keen eye at once saw that the two obstacles to pacification were the military raids which the new spanish commander bagnoli was directing from his position near the san francisco and the fear of the pernambuco sugar planters that dutch dominion meant their forcible conversion to calvinism the dutch troops were now well equipped and seasoned for warfare in the tropical woods and their officers had learned how to exercise their trade under these difficult circumstances with all the coolness shrewdness and steadiness of their race commanded by morris they easily inflicted a crushing defeat upon the motley crew bagnoli had been able to gather The whole country north of the San Francisco fell into Maurice's hands, and he crossed that river and destroyed the Brazilian base of supplies in Sergipe. The next year he was ordered by the Directory to attack Bahia with insufficient forces, and was compelled to retire after a forty days' siege. Two years later, however, his fleet defeated and nearly destroyed the largest naval force Spain had sent out since the Invincible Armada. Of the 6,000 soldiers on board who had been expected to drive him from Brazil, only 1,000 were landed, away north of Cape São Roque, whence they barely managed to reach Bahia after a march of over a thousand miles through the wilderness, suffering the most frightful hardships. Maurice followed up this victory by occupying Sergipe in 1640 and Maranhão in 1641. Serra had fallen into his hands in 1637 the whole of brazil from the third to the twelfth degree of latitude a solid body of territory containing more than two-thirds of the population and developed resources was apparently irretrievably lost to the portuguese they only retained bahia and the isolated settlements in para and in the southern provinces in internal administration maurice was equally vigorous he suppressed the exactions of dutch soldiers and functionaries and established law order and justice agriculture industry and commerce flourished as never before he found recife a miserable port village and left it a city of two thousand houses he does not seem to have made any especial exertions to secure dutch immigration The Brazilians were not displaced as landed proprietors, and most of the plantations confiscated from the persistently rebellious were resold to Brazilians who accepted the Dutch rule. He permitted to Romanists and Jews the free and public exercise of their faith. Many Jews came to Pernambuco, and with their characteristic capacity soon became prominent and useful in the commercial life of the colony the courts were so organized as to secure representation for Brazilians. He summoned a sort of legislature of the principal colonists, the first representative assembly on South American soil, and put into effect the measures it proposed. Local administration was entrusted to Brazilians, and his aim was evidently to make the colony self-governing. But this positivist of the 17th century this genial pagan who had caught the essential spirit of the renaissance and had the courage to put it into practice centuries before it became dominant even in the realm of thought was too far in advance of his time his countrymen could not understand him or his ideas and the portuguese colonists were equally incapable of appreciating what he was trying to do for them his edifice scattered like a card-house the moment he left to all appearances every vestige of his work was swept away it is only a memory and an example a wave that dashed far up the beach at the beginning of the flood tide leaving a mark that long served only to show how far the water had once come it remained for the nineteenth century and another nation of shopmen to put into practice on a scale large enough to convince the world the great principle of non-interference by the central government with the religious beliefs and the local self-government of colonies the moneyed aristocrats of the west india company distrusted maurice as a member of a reigning family which was maintained in power by its popularity with the masses the directory wanted immediate profits not an empire established on a broad and sure foundation. In their hearts they preferred a steward and bookkeeper to a prince and a statesman. The Calvinist clergy bitterly complained of the liberties conceded their Catholic competitors for tithes, and succeeded in imposing on Morris the execution of the prohibition against religious processions, then as now so near to the Brazilian heart spies were sent out to report on him and he was continually hampered among the brazilians he was equally misunderstood while personally so popular that no one of their chroniclers had a word of dispraise for him they could not forget that he was of a different race and religion and he did not succeed in converting them to his ideas his best personal friends were among those most influential after his departure in stirring up the exclusive brazilian feeling Maurice was not a man to be easily daunted for seven years he remained in office fighting the directory the calvinist ministers the corrupt officials trying to reconcile the jealousies between dutchmen and brazilians and to create a homogeneous community but after the power of the nassau family began to decline with the rise of the Witt oligarchy the directory determined to be rid of him in sixteen forty four he made a vigorous demand for more troops and when it was refused sent in a Bismarckian resignation, which, to his surprise, was immediately accepted, with many polite protestations of thanks for his services. thirty one